this is Stevie Rochelle from Tough and Metal Sludge, your favorite website. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do lends on. We gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Well, the summertime may be over, but the fun's just starting here on the Music Mania Podcast, and we are welcoming a very special guest to this week's show in former Scorpions, current Kingdom Come drummer James Kotak, going to be joining us to talk about his 21 years behind the kit with the Scorpions, why he moved on, what happened there uh, two years ago when he was replaced by Mickey D, and he's got some dates coming up with Kingdom Come, a band that was always compared to Led Zeppelin with their sound, which is understandable. He was a part of the first two studio albums. He's back in the band. The band's going on tour. A tour that starts next week in Seattle, Washington on the 27th. Uh, Kingdom Come is offering VIP tour packages. If you want to get out and catch this tour, uh, Friday and September 28th in Vancouver, the 29th in Sacramento, going to be in West Hollywood on October 3rd and so on. You can go to KingdomComeBand.com to catch all the dates as they're going to be going um, all the way uh, to Saturday, October 27th here in Kansas City. Guys, Kingdom Come's one of those bands always been such a huge fan of, James Kotak. You think about James Kotak uh, as a drummer being in bands like MSG, even Warrant, filled in a couple times even for Dio uh, and obviously the Scorpions. So this is a big tour for Kingdom Come. Uh, get out there and see them for sure. Man, I tell you what, the summertime may be over, but it is just getting started uh, for me. I just uh, caught Judas Priest the other night here in Kansas City. Huge crowd for Judas Priest and Deep Purple at Starlight Theater a venue that seats about 9,000. I'm always amazed at Rob Halford's voice and just how good he sounds even at 66 years old. Uh, maybe a few too many of the new songs off the new album Firepower, but uh, overall a really good set from Priest and really glad I got to check them out. Um, got Billy Idol coming up this weekend. Uh, things are just getting started. That's what's great. Kiss has just announced the end of the road farewell tour. Man, I tell you, things are just going to get started. That tour starts in January. My concert calendar is already filling up for 2019 uh, while I'm out filming a documentary, an SEC football documentary out on the road. So, you know what? As busy as I've ever been and loving every second of it, and we're going to be talking with with James in just a few minutes, and can't wait to do that because, you know, the Scorpions are a band that I've always been such a huge fan of, and by the time that, you know, at 34 years old, you know, by the time the mid-90s rolled around, uh, really when I started kind of getting into to more hard rock and, and heavy metal type bands, uh, huge into the Scorpions at that time, and I think I saw them for the first time right around at 96, 97, and that's James Kotak had, uh, had just joined joined the band, so he was like this, the drummer that I always knew from the Scorpions, and um, had kind of a public battle with uh, some substances and some some things that uh, went on in his personal life, and uh, was able to step away from the Scorpions two years ago. Mickey D has replaced him. He's doing just wonderfully in the Scorpions. It's a perfect fit. But James now back. Uh, he's taking some time off. He's um, healthy and happy, ready to take on this tour with Kingdom Come. Hope you guys will check that out. Kingdom Come Band. Dot com. You can get all the dates. Guys, before we go to our interview with James Kotak, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. For over 22 years, a staple of the Northland, 
They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Contact the owner, Randy Ringer. Tell him Music Mania sent you. He will give you a discount or it's on us, guys. CD Warehouse, Gladstone, Missouri, for over 22 years. A staple of the Northland. James, uh, we're doing just great. I can't thank you enough for joining us, man. Uh, it's a long time coming. We are just so excited to talk to you. Huge anniversary coming up. This tour is coming up with Kingdom Come. First off, just kind of talk about uh, how you're feeling about it, kind of the emotions for you as you uh, rejoin Kingdom Come. And this is a huge tour for you guys, man. This is going to be something else. Um, you know, it's been something I've wanted to do for years. And we actually got to the point in 2013 where we were all here in L.A., um, and, uh, but then, uh, I get a call saying, hey, uh, we're not seeing farewell, and we're going to do another album. So I had to pull the plug on it then, but we finally made it here till now. And, uh, you know, I'm super excited, of course. Well, the tour starts uh, September 27th in Seattle and uh, several dates running through uh, um, October. But, uh, you know, a lot of talk about more dates coming in, in uh, 2019. I assume there'll be some uh, some more dates from you guys coming up on this thing. Yeah, we're getting up and running right now. That's the whole object of, of this. And uh, and we want to, you know, just test the waters, see what's going on out there. It's, uh, you know, because... I mean, being away that long, it's the original four of us, uh, me, Danny, Steg, uh, Johnny B. Frank on bass and Rick Starr on guitar. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going together here and we've been rehearsing and doing all kinds of good things. And uh, we're super excited. And not only that, but playing the uh, first album in its entirety, as I understand, the self-titled debut in its entirety, uh, it's a big treat for fans, man. That's a renowned album. Everybody loves that one. And you were part of the first two, so that's you know got to be extra special for you as well. Of course. And, you know, on the second album, we all contributed to the songwriting. On the first album, we I think I wrote on two songs. But, you know, it's, you know, once you, uh, you know, these songs are considered like my babies or kids, once you're involved in that aspect of it, you never, whatever, uh, you never lose interest in it because it was part of something you created. And this is, I think, going to be really fun. And we're, like I said, up and running and excited, and, you know? Not only that, but uh, 30 years ago, you guys uh, were also part of the uh, massive Monsters of Rock tour with Van Halen, Scorpions, Metallica, Dokken. Just, you know, real quick, some memories from that tour, because that's like one of those tours everyone talks about is, you know, one of the, you know, one of the greatest, some of the biggest bands in rock at the time. And you guys being a part of that uh, was, was had to be a cool thing for you guys at that time. Uh, are you kidding? The very first, <laughs> very first show Keenum Cover played in America was like... It was three days at Alpine Valley, Wisconsin. It was like 45000 a day. And then it just went on and on and on. Also, I get that, you know, um, you know, I've met quite a few rock people over the years, but just, you know, to be involved in that and your name's up there with, the, you know, Metallica. And, and um, it was just super exciting. Well, it was it was a it was a great time, and for you, of course, uh, you moved on to be a part of the uh, 
the Macaulay Shanker group, you know, a lot of people talk about that being, uh, you know, their favorite area of MSG uh, with Robin McCauley, a singer, of course, Michael Shanker, one of the great guitarists. Talk about your time uh, with those guys. I mean, I just, uh, Michael Shanker Fest just uh, hit America, and it was cool to see Michael with, the, you know, with, with Bonnet, with McCall, with Robin, uh, Gary Barden, all the right. singers. It was awesome, man. But what was your experience like playing with Michael? I mean, the guy's just, I, I mean, he's a wizard. It's, he's unbelievable. Well, you know what? He is great. Um, and it was myself and Jeff Pilsen and, uh, of course, Robin and um, uh, Michael. And he was just super focused, and we just got down to business, to, got the songs up and running. I think we did the, I think we did pre-production and the entire album in, like, 10 days. Wow. And, which is pretty fast. But, you know, we were getting given tapes and stuff in advance. And then... Uh, um, it was just how wonderful, you know. It, it was. It was a, it was a wonderful era for the band. I mean, gosh, you. I mean, you've done so much in your career playing with, uh, you know, bands like Warrant. I mean, you've done you've done a lot of things. Um, obviously, set behind the the kit with the Scorpions for twenty one years. Um, talk right. about that. Talk about. Um, obviously, um, you departed from the Scorpions two years ago. Kind of, kind of talk about the last two years. Um, was it kind of a difficult time for you? Uh, talk about just kind of your departure and, and what the last two years has been like, building up to rejoining Kingdom Come, which uh, has to be, it's almost like, hey, it had to, you know, it happened for a reason, you know what I mean? Right. Um, well, this will sound funny, but, you know, having the, had the opportunity to uh, uh, take a break, come home, and just recharge. I've never been off. I've been working full-time since I was 15. I'm 55 now, and it's been always oh, really wonderful time to, uh, to just be home, chill, hang out, ride my bike a whole lot, bicycle, and, uh, you know, kind of just do what I wanted to do for a while, and I, I have never had that luxury. Yeah, we had some slow years here and there with Scorpions, but in the back of your head, you're like going, oh, my God, that's right, i got to go back to Europe, and in uh, you know, in two weeks, it's always in the back of your head, and you're I was jet lagged for twenty years because <laughs> we went over there so many. We went everywhere, but I'm so grateful and thankful, you know, for all that time with Scorpions. You know, there's really cool guys. I just saw them all at their show here in L.A. Uh, about a week ago, and you know, it, and it was just you know, it's great to reconnect, you know take some photos and goof off and laugh. That's really cool. I just uh, caught the show last night in Dallas, actually, myself, uh, and um, had, had talked to Matias, and um, we talked about you, and, you know, he said, that, you know, basically it was just, um, you know, time to for us both to move on. I mean, is that kind of how you would agree? For you, you needed the time? I, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I say. Uh, you know, when, when you see quotes like, oh, I was dismissed from the band and all, it kind of wasn't like that. We talked for months from April through like October or November of 2016. And it just, you know, it just felt like, you know, time to, time to get going. And, um, you know, it worked out, it's worked out for them. And, you know, they're just really cordial, cool guys. And they're my friends. I had the opportunity to, you know, go around the world 55,000 times. But, uh, <laughs> you know, because I've been in bands where I wasn't friends with people, and let me tell you, it's no fun. And that's the uh, one thing, getting back to Kingdom Come, myself, Danny, Johnny, and Rick, 
we've stayed friends all these years. We would talk regular, and then um, we would, you know, we would just, all, we just, as soon as we all four get in the room, we click. That's the only way I can put it. Do you think that's important, especially as you as you get older? Because when you're coming up and uh, you know you're 18, 19, 20 years old, and you're out there with a bunch of guys, and you're playing, and you're hungry, and you're trying to get there, you'll do anything to do it. But as you get older, and, and uh, you know you've been established, you're you know a veteran rock drummer that's been around and been with great bands. How important is that just to have the, the camaraderie with the people you're working with? You may not have that luxury as a teenager, but now you're like, hey, I you know I want to be around people that I like, I like to be around. I mean, that's important. I, I, I trust me, I've experienced it, and in both cases, it, I, you know, I left the band and, as well as some other bands where it was just so not fun and cool that I'm like, oh, what am I doing here? You know, I'm not making a whole lot of money, um, and this and that. Uh, that was the case many years ago, and um, I, it just you go, what's the point? You know, because you have, you know, you have to, you know with these people sometimes 10 hours a day um, and uh, you know it can really get on your nerves really fast <laughs> well uh, it's going to be cool you guys are uh, actually if you go to your website right now kingdomcomeband.com you can get uh, a meet and greet package uh, for, for all these shows so you're going to be there meeting all the fans. I mean, what's that like whenever you've done those before? I know you've done those with uh, Scorpions do that. Uh, this is going to be cool. Reconnecting yeah. with some fans. This is going to be a really cool deal, and fans uh, need to take advantage of this because uh, it's very affordable. It's a very good deal. Go to KingdomComeBand.com, and you get your VIP package for one of these shows, man. Yeah, and, and you know, I've always stressed, you know, we have to make money. It's it's a business like anything. But I go, we're just coming back. Uh, but let's try to keep the price of like the VIP down and the, you know, even the ticket price. You know, some situations we can't control that because the, the venue decides the ticket price. But, it, you know, it's how cool, you know. We uh, we had many different ideas about it, but it, it's, yeah, you get to spend some time with the old uh, Kingdom Commerce. I think it's going to be great. When you think about the legacy of a band like Kingdom Come, obviously you were there for the first two albums, and and, and Lenny went on and, and kept kept Kingdom Come alive. But and here we go now, the the members back together um, with Keith St. John. What is the legacy of this band? Because you know you go back to to the debut, the follow up. You know there was some sex, uh, success there, big tours for you guys, and uh, of course the uh, every. What it, whenever I talk to Kingdom Come about someone, they always have to say, "Oh yeah, that band that sounded like Led Zeppelin." I mean, is that something that gets older? Is it just like, hey, if you're going to sound like someone, if you're going to get that comparison, Led Zeppelin's not a bad one to get compared to, right? Exactly, and uh, I've said that many times, and. Uh uh, over the uh, in the early days and whatever, I'm like, oh, are you kidding? Thanks for the compliment. I mean, and and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And um, you know, it was a thing. You know, during that time, I mean, you know, they they accused White Snake of that, like sounding like Zeppelin, and then another one. Uh, and then now here we are, thirty years later, and we have Greta Van Fleet, and they're exploding, and they're great. You know, but they mentioned in their interviews a couple of times about, yeah, we remember hearing read about because they apparently they really love rock and roll, they love classic rock, so they they knew about Kingdom Come and the Led Zeppelin thing. So they even said in a couple of their interviews, wow, we kind of feel can understand what Kingdom Come went through, and that's so cool. But they, you know, they were just they're just like me. I was, uh, you know, I was always going. 
you know, Led Zeppelin, you know, Led Zeppelin. I, I, you know, I was actually told not to say that. I was like, oh, why? <laughs> we do sound a little bit like Zeppelin, and, you know, and also during that time, we weren't kind of like other bands. We weren't a big hair band. Uh, we weren't playing metal. We were kind of doing, you know, it's blues-based rock. But it's hard rock, yeah. too. Well, I've always wanted to ask you about this because, um, you know, we've talked to so many former uh, members of uh, Ronnie James Dio's band, and we've had guys uh, on like Rudy Sarzo and and, um, and so many more, um, Craig Goldie, and you filled in uh, right. with Dio in 1997. You filled in for a few shows. We had Vinny Apice on. You filled in for Vinny, who was one of the hardest-hitting drummers, of course, in rock, but you filled in there. Um, I know it was just briefly, but I know you've probably crossed paths with Ronnie over the years a lot of times. What was what was it like kind of working with Ronnie and just kind of on a personal level, how, how much you knew him beforehand and, uh, you know, after you actually played with him, what the relationship was like? Well, somehow, one uh, some way or another, um, I went to a barbecue at Benny Epstein's house, and this is, I went to 89 uh, or whatever, and Ronnie was there. And I, I was like, going, oh my God, I, I get to say, meet Ronnie because um, I love that first Rainbow, Rise, Rainbow Rising album. Um, that album is just a gold mine. And, you know, you, you meet Ronnie and he's like, going, oh, hey, how you doing? Just like a real normal New York type of guy who's so friendly. And from that day on, every time I see him, he goes, oh, hey, James, what happened? It was just it really flattering to me. I was like, oh, my God. Plus, uh, the... the Dio toured with, uh, I think we had Dio, Deep Purple, and Scorpions on it one summer tour. That yeah. was awesome. But getting to actually play in the, in the band, I think I think only did like nine shows, but it was it was like one of the highlights of my life. Uh, that's so awesome yeah it's hard to believe it's been eight years you know since we lost ronnie and uh, before we let you wow. go uh james we got to talk about uh contact your 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 uh, solo project um last came out with uh, attack back in 2011 now that you've had kind of a couple years to to, to kind of chill out is and then you got kingdom come but is it something you kind of want to revisit the contact stuff i mean what's uh what else you got got coming up well uh, we actually uh i saw rick Rick Scott of the guitars for Kingdom Come. He's playing on all four live Kotak albums. And we actually went in and recorded some stuff. Uh, myself and a partner uh, have a stu- own a studio. And we went and recorded quite a bit of stuff. So one of the problems is the record business is broken. <laughs> Nobody yeah. has, has a, any money, and it's very expensive, you know, between the engineer, tech, blah, you know. So, uh, you know, this Kingdom Come thing finally got to go ahead, like, say, last November, December, and I've just been so busy with that and life that uh, I just kind of, like, put it on the back burner, and, you know, but uh, it's not forgotten or lost or anything. Good. I mean, uh, always a fan of your work, James. I tell you, it's it's just been a pleasure, man. We uh, can't wait to see some more out of Kingdom Come coming up here, and we're here in Kansas City, so... You know, we gotta get we gotta get Kingdom come out here, man. Uh, sometime in 2019. So I'm gonna work on that. We're gonna make that happen, my friend. We were uh, excited for the tour. Right. Best of luck with everything, James. You're, you're one of my favorite drummers of all time, and best of luck going forward, my man, brother. That, well, that really means a lot. I really, really appreciate it. And anybody out there in uh, magazine land, hit me on Twitter. You know, Jay Kotak or Facebook, James Kotak. And um, of course, Kingdom Come. Oh, Kingdom Come Band. Yes. Yes. Yep. 
And there's, there's uh, of course, we have Kingdom Come Twitter and Facebook and et cetera. And just enjoy your surfing. Oh, absolutely. James, thanks so much, my friend. We'll catch up down the road. Hope to catch you here in the Midwest sometime in uh, 2019, my friend. We'll see you soon. Huge pleasure catching up with James Kotak there. Um, again, one of my all-time favorite drummers. Just a great, great guy behind the kit with bands such as MSG, Warrant, of course, Kingdom Come, their first two albums, The Scorpions. Man, he's done it all, and he's healthy and happy, doing a great job. He talked about you know, kind of stepping away from The Scorpions and, and, and maybe some misconceptions behind why um, that parting of the ways took place. So good to hear his side of it, and um, just all the luck to, to James and, and Kingdom Come going forward. Guys, we can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Music Media Podcast each and every week. Uh, I try to have a new show up for you um, each and every week. You guys know all the songs already. On this show, uh, you hear the stories. That's what we're about here, getting these interviews, talking with these musicians, and uh, keeping it alive. That's what it's all about. So we thank you for continuing to join us and uh, making this show successful. Going to keep it up all through the fall, winter, and on into the spring, summer 2019. We got your back. Your money and stays and plays right here with the Music Media Podcast. If you want your hard rock, heavy metal stories, your interviews, you stay right here with me and the Music Media Podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Clint Schweitzer.